Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I am doing well on this beautiful day. Beautiful, crisp Monday morning. Yeah. After a nice little uh, week of freeze warnings and whatnot, ice and all things in between, it's great to have the sun back out. I think it's going to be in the 60s this week, so it's going to be beautiful. Beautiful. That is true. It, it's, it wasn't too fun last week yeah. as far as you know, being out you know, walking and the wind just cutting, <laughs> which Oof. Yeah. wasn't for the wind. It wouldn't have been so bad, but... No. Always, wind yep. it brings it extra factor. Yep, always, yep. <laughs> always does. And then, of course, the threat <clears throat> of ice and wintry mix. <clears throat> you know, it's always interesting to see how it turns out. You know, luckily yep. they weren't as accurate as you know. I mean, we got you know rain and some ice in areas, but it wasn't as bad as previously thought. So yeah. thankful for that because always Texas got hit <laughs> pretty hard. <clears throat> Yeah, I saw my friends from uh, from Dallas posting some pictures of ice and snow and making snowmen and all that because they don't get to do that too often. Mm-hmm. I think growing up in the seven years we lived in Dallas, I want to say it snowed or iced like twice, and that was it. Yeah, that can that I can remember. Like we got out for snow like twice in seven years. So. Dang. You know, around here we'll get out twice just in a year, and it won't be real snow, but it'll be just enough that it'll be it'll be difficult for buses to to pick up kids and everything because of bridges yeah. and you know stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes I can just talk about snow. It's like, yeah, we're gonna close. Davidson County wasted the last minute. Everybody else is like, no, nah, we're gonna close. Yep, like that. <laughs> You know what? At 5.30 in the morning, we're going to go ahead and announce that we're going to be on a two-hour delay. Which is great for kids already standing outside waiting on the bus. Yep. Or parents that might be finishing getting ready and heading to work. Yeah. That was was fun for nobody. Including teachers getting ready to go in and (laughs) go to school. And then realizing, oh, I could have just stayed. Whatever. Always best air on the side of caution, I guess. True. I mean, if it messes up everyone's day, it's as long as it's safe. All right. <clears throat> so, I don't know how much you pay attention to bas- to to basketball at all. Not as much as I used to. Okay. I don't even know how much that is. <laughs> uh, mostly what Minimal? I see on... I'd say minimal. Like I know some yeah. things that's going on, but I don't, I'm not. I don't. I don't keep up with it like I used to. Okay. And same. I, I neither do I. I I follow my Dallas Mavericks and uh, watch which Luca Magic work his magic. Yeah. And uh, found out like some great news yesterday that the Mavericks got themselves a little Christ, a Christmas gift yeah, and a trade it's, it's to a acquire <laughs> to acquire Kyrie Irving. To give Lucas yeah. a little a little bit of help and get that make that uh push for a championship. Right. So 
That's definitely uh, that's a good addition, great addition. Yes, it's an yes, it's one of the better moves the Mavericks have made, and since they drafted Luca, honestly. Yeah, but I, I hope it works out. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know once you know it came out that Kyrie is wanting to be traded. You know, the big thing like, oh, he's going to go to the Lakers. You know, I'm like, I mean, that's probably the most obvious choice, but I doubt right. it. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. I and think so, they tried that with the Lakers several times before, and real or yeah. well, even the Heat. They tried that yeah. with the Heat, and yeah, it's like, no, nah, it's don't. just they're not going to do that. <laughs> At least not right now. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe something in the off season could happen. But yeah, maybe. Mm. <laughs> nope. So I, I'm excited about this because this this is good news for the Mavs. So I'm very excited about it, and and uh, yeah, can't wait. Cannot yep. wait. I hope the chemistry. Yeah. Hope they are able to mesh. Yes. Well. Well, the first game together will be tonight, so okay. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They'll probably be a little rocky at first, just because you know they're just first game together. But I figure after a couple of practices, and they can kind of work some, start working out some plays together mm-hmm. with coach and everything. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll be all right. I can't wait. Very excited. Um. Let's see. Try and think. I saw a clip. I don't even know how I saw it came across it or how it popped up. Now I haven't watched wrestling since early nineties. We'll say yeah, at, at best, back when WWF and WW or excuse me WCW were separate entities was the mm-hmm. last time I've ever watched wrestling. Okay, That's to even know who. Yes, to even know who was who. Okay, we're talking like mid nineties at yeah. best. Um. But I, I legit saw a clip where Pee Wee Herman was on Monday Night Raw. I don't even know how long ago this is or if this is even new. But he was legit in the middle of the ring. Uh, is the Miz Dusty Rhodes' kid? Is that who the, the Miz? Miz is? Yeah. Isn't that like no. Dusty Rhodes or Dust? No. Or um, some- no, the Miz, he, the Miz started off on um, The Real World. Which is crazy. He started off as the Miz, wanted to be a wrestler, and now he's a wrestler. But um, no, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Cody Rhodes is uh, Dustin's okay. Dusty Rhodes' son. Okay. They kind of looks a little similar, I think. But uh, maybe it's just me. Um. Okay. Well, the basically the Miz and some other some other bro next to him was gonna try and challenge Pee Wee to a match, and then Pee Wee had some cousin that wrestled or something like that. It was some big dude that looked like Big Boss Man, but like if Big Boss Man ate Big Boss Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was because, again, I haven't watched wrestling since, well, Big Boss Man was was wrestling. But um, I don't know. They knocked him out of the ring. and Yeah, I don't know. It was a whole thing, but it was really funny because, you know, Pee Wee did his whole bit and mm-hmm. that the secret word for the day was ring. So if anybody said the word ring, you had to scream real loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually really good, Patrick. <laughs> hey, I, I watched Pee Wee Herman growing up, so <laughs> we all did. Yes, we all did watch him and Cowboy Cody. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. The Morpheus variant. <laughs> yeah, the Morpheus variant, indeed. Oh my God. Yep. Yep. Morpheus just harnesses uh bits of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> When he puts his Bluetooth in and, you know, 
I don't know. It's my attempt at an everything everywhere reference, but anyways. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really fun. I'm like, all right, well, that's, I don't see wrestlers being, or wrestling fans being, at least a good majority of wrestling fans being peewee fans. I don't know. It just seemed like it was weird demographic. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what? Yeah. It worked. I was, I thought it was funny. Funny enough. But I was like, this is so weird. I got to talk to see if Patrick uh, has seen this. Yeah, I'm not sure how long ago that was. Me either. Yeah. But it doesn't surprise me. It might have been some kind of special or anniversary special or something where they have a lot of guests on. I obviously missed that one. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty funny, though. Oh my goodness! I really we don't have much new to report, which is a great thing. Um, I finally finished my first uh, script for Nashville Film Fest. It was really, uh, really good, really well written, which yep. as it should be. I was able to picture everything with the descriptions and everything, and so uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so when you finish read them, do you just give feedback like through email? There's an evaluation form mm-hmm. that I haven't looked at, and I need to. Uh, I still need to do that for that one, and I want to do it before I start the next one. Yeah. But uh, the next one's like a 114 pages, but I'm like maybe I'll. Then the one after that's a short. I would only 14 pages, so I might do a shorter one first, just to yeah. so I could kind of get them in a little bit quicker, um, bigger or quicker turnaround. So, but it. It uh, it's so far impressed, so cool. early on, but yeah, no, I'm digging it. So, uh, I did we did drop uh some new TikTok videos, and we'll have another one released tomorrow. But finally, getting caught up on all those and getting those put out, and um, yeah, I was I've been really impressed, um. One that uh, one movie that I watched that I'll you know put a video about, but we uh, ended up watching well mostly all together. Most everybody kind of came down about York came down about thirty minutes into it. Grayson uh, forty five minutes into it, but I finally watched uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Loved it. Such yeah. a delightful show. Such a delightful movie. Yeah, it was it definitely one for everybody. Yeah. True. Very minimal, very minimal on conflict. It's just more of, yeah, just, Adventure. Uh, def- <laughs> yeah, it is definitely um, worthy of its best animated, well, stop motion um, Academy Award nomination. That's for sure. So definitely, I'm very, I was very impressed, which I knew I'd like it if I just got around to watching it. Like my mom watched it before I did. <laughs> I'm like that's fine, and she actually saw it in the theater. I'm like, oh, that's great. I think that was her first A24 movie, and uh, I don't know if I discussed start. this, but she, yeah, I don't know if I discussed this last week or not. Um, but my mom finally watched everything everywhere all at once and absolutely loved it. She said it was yeah. hilarious. She's like, she was, she's like, it's so funny. It's like I knew. I said I, I kind of thought you would really like it, but I didn't know how much you would like it just because of all the other elements that are in the movie the weirdness yeah. the hot dog fingers yeah uh, <laughs> and you know the actions kind of 
as to the there's a lot of action. I know you're more into just the comedic stuff, but um, I thought you would at least appreciate all that. Yeah. And then uh, telling her about the Lay Brothers, uh, Brian and Andy, that were uh, doing the stunt work and, you know, were in this film and how they were also in the Paper Tigers as well. Um, that should be impressed with, you know, with their the fact that they do a lot of their own stunts, most right. of the stunts. So. Um, yeah, and I guess that's about all I got on, uh, what's new at least. Um, not much has really happened with me. Um, Kyle's feeling better. I think by the time the weekend came around, the most she had was a little bit of cough, but most of the clogginess from her Mm -hmm. ears had gone away. No headache. Luckily she never had a fever. So good. But then some folks in the household think stepdad got COVID. Dang. So I think that's, and I said, I don't think anybody else did. I don't think her mom or her sister yeah. did. So, okay, cool. Yeah. But everybody's doing well. Good, 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 good. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we, I've only got one tra- one trailer. That's it. Um, this will be one. I'm sure my mom will love to go see. Um, it's called Moving On. Two old friends reconnect at a funeral and, a dec- and decide to uh, revenge, seek revenge on the widower who messed with them before, decades before. Starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Malcolm McDowell, Catherine Dent, Sarah Burns, and uh, Richard Roundtree. Chef! <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, yeah. It uh, written and directed by Paul Weitz, and it, I don't see a release date. Mm. Um, runtime of one hour twenty five minutes, so it's a short. I mean, I guess it's good time for comedy. So, and that's the only trailer I got, man. It's uh, we're kind of that. I, I have a feeling the bulk of those will be coming this weekend. Yeah, with the uh, Super oh, yeah. Bowl coming up. So yeah. we'll be flooded with them on the next episode. So, For sure. I'm tell- we're, there's a hundred percent chance we're getting a fast 10 trailer. A hundred percent. They did like a T like a fast and furious legacy trailer, like a tease. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. All right. Shall we get into our feature presentation? Yes. Sir. Let's. All righty. So our featured presentation, which this is going to sound weird me saying this, for me was my family movie night pick. Um, just not a traditional family movie night one. Um, I took your to go see this with me yesterday. Uh, this week, our feature presentation is M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Rated R with a, run, with a perfect runtime of one hour, 40 minutes. Perfect. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, this movie stars Dave Bautista as Leonard, Jonathan Groff as Eric, Rupert Grint as Redmond, uh, Nikki Amuka Bird as Sabrina, Ben Aldridge as Andrew, Abby Quinn as Adrian, and Kristen Cooey as when 
so this uh, this family, two dads and an adopted daughter, go to a Pennsylvania cabin because it's got to be Pennsylvania because it's at night. So everything's going to either be in Philly or at least in Pennsylvania because that's where he's from. And uh, go to the woods, you know, leave the city, go take a vacation and rent like an Airbnb at the cabin in the woods. Because that's where those are located. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, the to spend some nice, you know, time away from the city. And uh, when W-E-N, not W-I-N, when is out collecting crickets to put in her giant glass terrarium that she has made. Yeah. Uh, she's given each of them names and she's studying their traits and everything has a little chart and her little notebook. It's really, mm-hmm. it's actually done really well. I was like, Oh, it's like, Oh my God, her and I could be friends. It's like color coded chart and, and uh <laughs> list and tables and everything. Like she's so organized. I love this about her. I want her to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. Only seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's not even almost eight. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, she's just out doing that, and then she's approached by um, by Dave Bautista's character Leonard, who's very he's very intimidating to see, but is you come to find out is a second grade school teacher. Yeah, I'm like, all right, checks out. <laughs> Big guy in a really tight <laughs> dress shirt. Wait. Yep, dress shirt, buttoned Glasses. up dress shirt, tucked yep. in, but he's wearing jeans, so you know it's Casual Friday. Yeah, <laughs> and so polite. Yes, and very polite. He is very polite and very articulate, and he's wanting to be, you know, she's like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, and then proceeds to have a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. I'm like, this is where we get up and leave. Exactly. Well, I mean, once she saw him approaching, she's like, yeah, yeah let, me go, let, me go, let me go inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to go tell my dad's. Yeah, <laughs> but I, so this, I did like yeah. I did like yeah. when he approached this. He's you see how the tower he was towering over him. Yes, over her, but he he went down and got to her level, so not to mm-hmm. be to scare her. So I was like, right, all right, that that was cool. You know, he's, and he's, it's like here we're gonna help. I'm gonna help help pick up cricket and give it or a grasshopper and put it in your terrarium as well. And yep, we're gonna yeah. Well, because he's a teacher, so he's able to. He he's he knows to get onto that kind of level to be yeah. equal and not and not so, to appear to be imposing as an authority figure. Yep, so it makes it believable, so you know he's not lying. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but she can tell when you're lying because he's apparently sure. that teachers can do that. I get. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just and this is the second. And I I hate this about me, but this is the second move of Dave Batista that I'm. First of all, he makes a joke about some not a joke. On her lip, I'm like, bro, how are you gonna go make a scar on your on about her lip? Have you seen your head, my dude? You've got <laughs> nooks, crannies, crevices all over the place. It looks right. like a dried up lake bed, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those spiral mazes. <laughs> yes, and I know he can't help it because that's just yeah. how his head is shaped, and you know he don't have hair. It shows all that. I'm sure my hair, my head would look worse than his if I, you know shaped all of mine off but anyways i'm just like man there's so many like crap there's just everywhere i really noticed it in glass onion and it was kind of distracting yeah. at first 
Oh yeah. But um and then it was kind of distracting and I got over it. But it is something that it, you know I've noticed more and apparently that's just where my brain goes to now. It's just horrible. Um anyways, getting back to the storyline. He's he then talks about how he needs to go, you know, they talk and they kind of he learns a couple things about her. And then um she talks about how she's gonna go back in. He's like, okay, well, what's your you know, he finds out that she has two dads and everything. Well, go in and let them know we're gonna come and knock on the door to talk to them and that they're gonna need to let us in or else we're gonna have to force our way in because three other people show up, you know, yeah. um, you know, start approaching. That's when she kind of is like, all right, I need to get in. And they have like these weapons um, that don't look like hunting weapons or knocking down, you know, or chopping down trees or anything. So right. she finally gets the hint to go in. And so she does, she runs in and he's again, still being polite, still being calm. He's not yelling at her. So, Hey, just let you know, we're to come at, knock on the door and you're going to need to, your dad's going to need to let us in or else we're going to have to force our way in. And we'd rather not do that. We'd rather you guys just let us in. Yeah. So she's like, and of course the dads are in the back. Now here's the thing. I mean, you're not going to catch me in the cabin anyways. Cause I, the entire time I've seen that, like I get all I, all I see is mosquitoes when I see the woods. Yeah. Mosquitoes and humidity is all I see. Um, but they're out there on the back deck. They've got a bottle of wine open and everything. I'm like, it better be a nice, cool day to be, you know, just hanging out with a bottle of wine open. Because if it's like 80 degrees and you got wine open, you better put some ice in that glass. Because oof, yeah, it's gonna be a rough day. Right. right. <laughs> just things I noticed, and I'm like, I don't know if I drink wine out in the heat, go indoors where it's cooler, maybe, but. Mm-mm. Right. It's gonna it's gonna spell bad news later. <laughs> um but anyway, so she runs, tells the dads, and the dads, what are you talking about? So they she gets them to come in, lock the back doors, lock the front doors, and of course, dudes come a knocking. So we have uh we have Leonard, we have uh Rupert Rupert Grint, aka Ron Weasley, as most people know him as. Uh, as Redmond, or if you watch Servant, he's also on that, also good in that show. Um, and then you have uh, Nikki Amuka Bird, who plays Sabrina, who's another uh, one of the four. And then Abby Quinn, who plays Adrian, who rounds up the fourth member mm-hmm. of this group that has come to knock on the cabin. Knock at the cabin, sorry. And then, of course, I uh, forgot to mention Jonathan Groff, who most people will know from Hamilton that plays the king. He also played, voiced Kristoff uh, in Frozen, and he was also in Mindhunter on Netflix. Um, great show if you haven't watched that. And then Ben Aldridge plays uh, plays Eric's husband Andrew, and those are the two father figures. So of course they don't want him in. Characters make their way in and then tell them. Uh, that they have to make it, they have to essentially make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the underworld is nigh. Nigh. Bum, bum, bum. Um, yes. And of course, the 
choice they have to make is they have to, one of the three of them has to sacrifice themselves for the sake of the entire world. Yeah, because the, these four individuals each had visions of, th- of specific things happening. They had the same visions, and those visions led them to this cabin. Now they did not know that these three people would be here. They just knew somebody would be here. Right. But they didn't know it was going to be a, um, it would be two dads instead of like, what do they call Yeah, there you go. Traditional um, family. So, and he's trying to, Winter has to reemphasize, this is not like a hate crime. Like we didn't seek you guys out specifically, you know, Uh, this is just, these visions led us to this cabin and whoever was going to be at this cabin. So, and basically if they don't make a choice by a certain time or whatever, um, basically one of the four was going to have to sacrifice themselves, which I still hadn't figured out the reasoning behind that. Uh, I don't. Maybe it's just part of the vision they saw. Like, if you can't convince these people to do this, like they, they even state, each time you give us a no, something a sacrifice else has been made or something like that. Yeah, um, for the sake says, of the world, um, all of mankind has been judged or something. Like oh that yeah, something like that. And then sacrifice happens, and then they show them what events are transpiring <clears throat> on the TV. But yeah. so this was my thing that killed me. Okay, there's several different times in this movie. That like my hands went to my foreheads and I was just like rubbing my forehead, my temples yeah. and my forehead because I was getting frustrated, which is fine. That is good because that shows that the susp- that I'm that the suspense is working. Yeah. But and I'm like, it's what you do in horror movies. You yell at the TV, right? Right. So since I couldn't yell or didn't want to yell at the screen, I was rubbing my foreheads like y'all are <laughs> killing me here. Why aren't Challenge you? Professor why aren't- X like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was just like, oh my god, y'all are killing me on here. Yeah. Um, but it. But my thing is like, I would like I even leaned over to York. So York knew nothing about this movie. Nothing. Asked mm-hmm. him if he wanted to go. If so, we were going to go Sunday. If not, I would have gone Saturday night, but hit the late late show. Well, late late show for me. Um, and so he said, "Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, let's." Yeah, I'd like to go. I'm like, all right, you sure? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I asked him, I go, what exactly do you know about this movie? What do you think this movie's about? And he's like, I don't know. You don't know anything about this movie? No. And you agreed to come to this movie? Yes. All right. <laughs> I kind of chuckled a little bit. I'm like, all right, I can't wait to find out what his reaction is after right. he found out. So as soon as he found out that they were going to have to make a sacrifice to advert to yeah advert the uh the apocalypse he 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 straight up out loud goes oh well this isn't the direction i thought this movie was going but all right <laughs> <laughs> and i just start, i just start laughing because i'm like bro if you even just took the minimal effort to look it up on imdb yeah it would have it would have told you but but you know that's also the sign because he had seen the trailer. It's like, you don't know any of that in the trailer. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you do. But yeah. maybe from what, maybe whatever he saw. Maybe like, the very first trailer. Because I don't think they yeah. mentioned too much. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, but he was on board and, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I just leaned over and said, I would want a second opinion, like flip to another channel. Yeah. So of course it's the woods. So of course cell phones don't work for shit because there's no signal or anything. And I was like, another reason why, I, why I don't go to the woods. I can't have a strong cell phone signal. Forget it. Or even a, even a halfway decent one. No Wi-Fi? Yeah, no. That's that's a no for me. Got to have something in order for my phone to work. Right. Because in case something like what happened where they actually this place actually had a landline and they cut the phone line. Yep. No, I mean, sir. So about that, like if you're going to take a trip to a cabin, I think that's part of your research. Will they have Wi-Fi? You know, if 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 that's important, if having yeah. Wi-Fi is important, you want to check that out first before you go. So if you should know that. If you're trying to, but if you're also trying to disconnect, I get that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're there, if you're there, that's the specific reason why you're going, so you can completely disconnect. That's one thing. But if you want to make sure you have some type of way to connect, <clears throat> then you want to make that part of your research. Yeah, that's like I'm all for disconnecting and yeah. kind of getting away, but. For something like this, case of emergencies, I want to be able to have all right. of my bases covered. It's yeah, yeah. It's just preparation and all that. Just never know. You never know when four idiots with weapons are going to come knock on the door. So yeah, true. You're out in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So and uh, so yeah. So they go through that and they show on the TV where. Yeah, but they also said that this happened four hours earlier. I'm like, yeah, that was my little yeah. wait. <laughs> Which I was like, well, that was just stupid. But I'm like, if you're if you pay if you're not really fully paying attention, you won't catch it. But if you're like me and I'm like, because it's an M Night movie, I'm like, I'm focusing on like hyper focusing on a lot of smaller details, mm-hmm. in which the let everybody know you really don't have to in this movie. It's not one of those M night movies where you have to be hyper-focused on the small details. Cause they're going to come back and yeah. play a stronger role. It's pretty straightforward. I was surprised. It's pretty, yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Right. Cause you know, like in signs, you really had to be like, if you would have noticed all these other small details, they came back. Same mm-hmm. thing. Six cents, six thing, you know, even unbreakable to an extent, but not really so much. Yeah. Um, Lady in the Water. But then they got stupid with it, you know, with the village and the happening. Stupid. But anyways, either there. Um. But yeah, he played this one pretty straightforward, and I think that only helped the story and helped the suspense of the story mm-hmm. because he was able to focus on just a. He didn't have to focus on some twist, you know, and um. And how am I going to make this, you know, story like the way I make movies with twists and stuff? It was pretty just straightforward, just like his last few films with uh, Splice and um, Glass. Even they're all pretty straightforward. Even The Visit is I keep forgetting that he directed that because that was a wild movie. All pretty straightforward, Um, which means you're able to focus you're not having to look for anything. You're able to just sit and just watch. 
unless you're me and then you're still hyper focused because you don't know what kind of M Night movie you're going to get. Right. So, <laughs> but in, then you pick up on different clues and different things that are occurring, which then causes some. The entire movie, you you as an audience member, just like um, the two fathers in the movie, you're having to decide if they're you're really having to figure out are they onto something or are they just paranoid as shit right and does that paranoia then bleed you know do you succumb to that paranoia where you start kind of believing what they're saying right or are they just four crazy people that were on a message board and you know they're through suggestive um Either it's suggestive posts, suggestive video of different things maybe that they've seen or in people they've encountered. Um, they're just a little more suggestive to a certain uh, way of thinking. And that's why they kind of willed. Because a lot of what they were doing is kind of like, is what, like, they're like, no, I was wearing this outfit. That way I know, you know, in my vision, I was wearing this outfit. I'm like, well, if you're, to me, if I had a vision of something bad that was going to happen, wearing a specific outfit, I'm pretty sh- damn sure I would never wear that outfit. Right. And if I thought, oh, shit, this is the exact same what I was going to wear in that vision, take nope, time to change. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The hell with the self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. <laughs> nope. Because it also made me think, because that, that whole thing of, you know, I remember what I what I was wearing in the vision reminded me of 12 monkeys. Okay. Where, where Bruce Willis <clears throat> had a vision of himself, uh, and wearing that outfit as an older person. And that vision kept popping back in his brain as he got older and everything. I'm like, I'd be like, uh, yep. Nope. Not wearing that. Find some other disguise to wear, but that's just me. It's just whatever. And, I don't know. Maybe everybody else is like, no, you're kind of off base. Maybe not. But still, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, too, they're just kind of really engrossed in the vision that part of them want to keep it as accurate as what they saw, maybe. Right. You know, so it wasn't so much. They, they were basically they were. Um, that was the word. They were invested. So, yeah, that's why I didn't, you know, I guess they didn't have that reaction. Like, well, I'm right. wearing this, so maybe I shouldn't. But um, but it, it was kind of at that point where Eric and Andrew were kind of like, okay, like you said, are they crazy? But Andrew was very much set on this as a targeting situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, we're two men, we're in a relationship, we're married, so you're targeting us for this. And then also we adopted a baby who's Asian. So you're targeting yeah. us for all these different reasons. Right. And, um, you know, he's just not buying the story at all, at yeah. all. But then, you know, it's kind of like, is he not believing it or is he just having the moment of disbelief where he does believe it, but doesn't, but he doesn't want to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And then Eric, he had a head injury, so he's got a concussion. Going yes. On. So, right. kind of like, you know, is he going to fall into this and believe it or is he going to be kind of confused? You know, mm-hmm. how is he going to factor in? Because you see flashbacks of the relationship where they have all these challenges they mm-hmm. come up but they're like you know we're together in this you know no matter yeah. what happens it's us type deal yeah so it kind of comes like how strong is their bond <laughs> how strong right. is their bond of all three because yes. uh, 
Yeah, because like at the end of this, if you make the decision to not sacrifice, then it's the end of the world. And uh, I don't know how much of that we want to tell, but no, just, I'm not going to say much. But yeah, it's like yeah. basically in make sacrifice, then you save the world. So right. And um, I thought that'd be a horrible situation to be in. You know? Hell yeah. I was like, can't do that. <laughs> you know, just yeah. gonna have to just gonna have to burn. But it, and the thing, and I don't know where they came up with these rules either. But it was you have to make a you have to make a sacrifice, but you cannot commit suicide. Right. I'm like, what? Where did you get a rule book? <laughs> you have to be. It's basically someone has to do it to you. You can't take yourself out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be willing, a willing participant. So. Just, you have to accept it. There's too many rules. Too yeah. many rules. Yeah. <clears throat> for a vision. Yeah. For a vision. Yeah. That's what makes it sound like a cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, so you're just four people yeah. that will sit on a mission to complete this for initiation, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not targeted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I. And there's another thing that really drove me batshit crazy, but I'm not going to talk about because I. Because some things I want to. Let the action take its course. Um, but there was one that drove me, that really had me rubbing my temples. And I just like, I ended up talking to York about it afterwards. And I'm like, all right, this is the part that really irritated the shit out of me. If you're da 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 da, like, I said, it just, it doesn't make sense. But I get why they did it because that adds more suspense mm-hmm. and more, uh, and, and it adds more suspense to the movie, which is, great for that but it also just will drive it you'd not that how what a poor decision that was there we go yeah um also don't be like me when you're in the movies and there's a gun involved ever do not count the rounds okay you're going to be obsessing over it if you're like me you possibly may obsess over it just know it's not going to be right that's all I'm going to say. And then, um, but yeah, it highly suspenseful. Yeah. It, it is violent. However, what I love that M. M. Night does with any kind of violence in any of his movies, you don't see it. Right. It is, he either pans away or cuts to the outside or to a different room. And then you hear it, but you don't see it. Yeah. Perfect way to use it. That, I don't understand. That is a perfect way to utilize it because the unknown is always worse than the actual known. True. Like, I mean, it worked best for Jaws. Worked great in the others was a good one that utilized it. Some other uh, great movies where, you know, just the idea of something horrible that's happening versus actually seeing it, which is why I don't like the slasher movies as much. Because I don't need to see all that. I can hear it. I can assume it, and it'll work just as, just as good. Yeah. That's just me. Um, definitely recommend this movie. Um, it is, it is pretty intense, and it's perfect. If this mo- this movie couldn't have been any longer, no, I don't think they they would have been unnecessary. So this no, it's had of all of the M Nightisms. Yeah. It wasn't longer. Yeah. Yes. Very good editor's eye on this movie. It was very well done. Um, 
yeah, definitely recommend. It's good. Good stuff. I'd watch. I probably am going to have to watch it again because Ruth wants to go see it. I don't know when, but uh, I told her she'd like it because it's not. It doesn't show all the violence, so you're good. It's you know show the blood. It'll show blood afterwards, but it's not going to show blood right. in the you know during the act. So, and the blood is the only reason why I think it's rated R. I think the language is yeah. fairly minimal. It's pretty mild. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. for what blood they show. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they probably could have pushed a hard. PG-13 with it, but yeah. maybe they just showed a little too much. Who but knows? I don't know. Uh, MPA is whatever anymore. So yeah, it, like most like most movies that you take your kids to, be your be be your own MPAA and decide what you think is okay for your kids to watch and what's not. And I actually did check the uh, on IMDb the parental guidance you know mm. score for the movie. As far as like violence, it said moderate. I'm like, okay, we're good then. Like language, it said moderate. I'm like, yeah, probably will be. I said, okay, then. It's, and so I'm like, well, if it's the violence is moderate and everything, like if everything's either light or moderate, then it's probably I probably I, I legit said I bet it's rated R because they show they actually show blood, but it's not in the act of something because it's M night. So I was like, yeah, he'll be fine. So that's why I was like, okay, make decision, we'll go. So. But yeah, uh, definitely high recommend. Preteens and teens will probably like this as well. So, not not little kids. So, <laughs> Grayson's not watching this. She doesn't. She wouldn't want to anyways. Yeah. I am going to take her. I did. If the amazing Maurice is still playing in theaters this weekend, I'm taking her to go see that. Since I took York to go see this. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought about. I, I almost went to watch it yesterday, but. I didn't leave the house yesterday. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> All right, you're up first this week. All right. So I didn't really watch anything else this weekend, so I'm pulling from my archive. <laughs> um, talking about a movie that I was going to talk about last week because of similarities mm-hmm. with some characters with Fanny uh, Pool, but I think this will fit with this as well. Uh, I watched, um, I'll be talking about Fear. Okay, <clears throat> cool. This came out January 27th and has a runtime of an hour and 38 minutes. So it's good. Good runtime. Directed by Dion Taylor. And it stars Joseph Sikora, who's from um, Power, played Tommy, I believe. This is his character name from there. Okay. And um, he plays Rom. You have Andrew Bachelor, plays Benny. Annie <clears throat> Alonzo. Alonze has is um, Bianca. Uh, Ido Goldberg plays Michael. Uh, Ruby Modine plays Serena. Jessica Elaine as Meg. Tyler Abron as Kim. Terrence Jenkins, or Terrence J, if you remember from BET, plays Russ. And you have T.I. Tip Harris plays Lou. All right. So this is uh, a much-needed getaway and a celebration weekend turns into a nightmare due to the contagions or the contagious airborne threat, which you can kind of guess what that might be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so it starts off with uh, Rom and Bianca driving for a romantic getaway. Um, something that Rom feels they need to do because they've had a lot of a lot of changes. You know, he's an author. He's had recent success on a book, and then <clears throat> she's had a career 
situation. So they haven't really had a lot of time together because they've been focused on their careers. So they arrive at this cabin, and the way they kind of show off the cabin is like it's supposed to be some real beautiful landscape, but the cabin's kind of rickety in a way. Kind of old, you know, the, the roof is kind of busted, and, you know, it looks old. And uh, Yeah. So <clears throat> Ram is making a motion like he's going to propose, but then he kind of kind of freezes and doesn't. And at the same time of freezing, their friends kind of come out of the corner, you know, saying, you know, celebrate, you know, just cheering and whatnot. But they realize that he didn't actually do what he was there to do. And so they're kind of like, OK, he, he froze again. But um, so instead of going through with it, he comes with a lame excuse of. Well, we're here to celebrate your birthday, which just so happens Bianca's birthday was a week ago. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, not 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 a good not not good. Yeah. Nope. So, <laughs> um, come to find out, really, Ram is there to get uh, inspiration for a new book because of his recent success. He's trying to capitalize and, you know, come out with something new. And <clears throat> so you have a couple of red flags. There's a creepy old lady who runs this lodge. Who, after they get checked in, is going to leave. But she has this ritual or thing that she has to do. She has to take a picture of everyone that stays the night. And behind her, you see a billboard just with all kind of Polaroids of past people that stayed there. Which, mm-hmm. to me, you know, I think that's kind of kind of creepy, in a way. Because uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not really, like, you know, decorated. It's just Polaroids randomly strolled about, you know. Yeah, so, a, little, a, little, a little creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. Um, and so that night they end up having like a little gathering at the campfire where they start sharing each other's fears, you know, and those fears include, um, having a fear that no one will trust you, uh, claustrophobia, drowning, the loss of a necklace that one character feels that she has all kind of luck, like nothing will happen to her as long as she keeps her necklace, um, one person has a child, so her fear is losing her child. Uh, loss of the partner, Rom, like oh, he has a fear of losing Bianca. And then you have one who had an issue, had a run-in with police, so police brutality is their fear, then fear of blood. And basically the house starts to kind of manifest these fears. But on top of that, there's a news report of a new variant of a virus. And the report is that everybody must stay inside, they can't leave the house, and... So they start freaking out. <clears throat> and one of the friends, Lou, played by T.I., has been having this nagging cough. And so once this report comes out, they're like, oh, he must, he's, he's sick. There's something wrong with him. He's been coughing. He's not looking good. Um, and so the crazy thing about this is he knows he's not feeling well. So he isolates in his room. He doesn't come out. He stays there. And so they're doing some, some investigating and find this basement area. So they're like, well... You know, this area, there's not a lot of air circulation here, so why don't we get Lou and bring him down here and just keep him here until it's over. But it's like he's already isolated. <laughs> there's no point in getting him. Right, there's, yeah. But they do it anyway, and um, of course it has some consequences to their actions. But um, basically the house starts manifesting their fears, so anything that they fear starts becoming real because they're believing it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the movie... It's more interesting when they're actually seeing mm-hmm. their fears play out. Um, but outside of that, this is a January movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
But when they started having the fears attack each of the characters, that was entertaining. Um, but outside of that, it's not it's not bad. You know, it's def- definitely a low budget movie, but it's not great. Um, yeah. So like the middle section is is a nice piece, but the way it began was kind of weak, and the way it ended was kind of weak as well. So it's not not too great. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Unless it comes to streaming, if it comes to streaming, sure. But while it's in yeah. theater, I just wait till it comes out. Maybe, uh, maybe it'll come to Tubi at some point. Maybe. Yep. Or Shutter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you no, know, for what it was, it was okay. Yeah, considering the cast they have, I thought they could have maybe pulled a little more out of the talent they had, but not too much. Um, but um. Yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Okay. <laughs> kind of wish I watched cool. something else, but this was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I finally watched something. So uh, I've talked about on here my love for one of my favorite actresses, Jillian Bell. Um, she was in Britney Runs a Marathon that we talked that I've talked about on here. She was in. Uh, Godmothered, which is on Disney Plus that I've talked about on here, and a bunch of other shows. She was on Workaholics, if you watch that show. Um, just a great uh, actress slash character actor. Um, we'll watch pretty much anything she's in. She's great. I love it. Um, so I watched a movie with her and Natalie Morales, which... She was in a movie called Love Languages with Mark Duplass that I talked about that they filmed during COVID and everything took place just over the computer. So except for like the end, you actually saw like a more narrative style of filming, I guess, as opposed to just using the technology. Um, so this movie is called I'm Totally Fine. It, I, it was like a 99 cent rental on iTunes. You can actually watch it on Hulu, uh, it turns out. Uh, it is, it came out December 6th, 2022. Uh, it has got a runtime of one hour, 23 minutes. It says TVMA, so probably PG, PG 13, I guess. It's, yeah, probably PG 13. Um, Vanessa, played by Julian Bell, a woman, uh, she is in mourning, uh, she takes a solo trip to clear her head after the death of her friend, but her self-care vacation plans change when she's met with an out-of-this-world situation. So she was supposed to play in this party for her and her best friend, Jennifer, uh, because they had come up with some organic soda uh, that was actually going to be sold in, like, gas stations and grocery stores and places like that. It was getting like a wide release, you know, so they were going to celebrate that. But then uh, Jennifer passed away. So, and Vanessa forgot to like cancel the, she forgot to cancel like the catering. She forgot to cancel the DJ, all these things she forgot about doing for the celebration. So they, Cater showed up and she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to cancel. I just need to go ahead and cancel. Mm-hmm. You know, you've already got the money, so there's no reason to, you know, so you can just leave. And you're like, no. And then it's kind of like this little comedic bit. Like, well, no, we have to because 
by you know according to you know according to the contract we have to set this up and we have to so she's got a bunch of food that okay. for just her they can't just take the money and just no they be have gone to actually do right it. and just so, like deuces wow. yeah she's like well we'd have to we'd have to actually talk to the person that that mes you know the only person that could cancel is the person that made the reservation which is her friend jennifer that made that and she can't because she's dead yeah so they're like oh well we still had to set this up to, like, <laughs> it's like damn wow yeah it's wild. i mean it's it's not a bully i mean this is a wild story in and of itself it is it's it's a dramedy i mean it's a dramedy slash sci-fi i guess in a way so later on she you know she finally gets dressed she's walking around the house and then all of a sudden in the kitchen is who she believes is jennifer her dead friend Mm -hmm. but very quickly you find out that jennifer is not jennifer jennifer is actually an alien that has been sent to study humans study relationships study how they function what they eat why they do why they do the things they do and she's merely just taken the form of her dead friend and basically has like all the memories of her friend so as you can imagine this is very difficult for vanessa to deal with because she's mourning her friend but yet there's someone standing right there that looks just like her although she still talks kind of like she's not from around here you know very kind of it's a yeah well robotic but it's more of an alien kind of robotic voice um to where it's uh you know it's not a it's not a very conversational type of speech i guess you could say and it has a lot of questions and so they go and do things and start kind of having this bond and you know vanessa's reliving some things uh harvey Gian, which most people know from what we do in the shadows he's in this he plays dj twisted bristle and again forgot to cancel the dj yeah and they're like we can just leave and they're like well he's already here so we might as well just just for the two of us like so they ended up having a part you know because you know alien jennifer is wanting to know what a DJ, you know what a DJ, what a party is. So they end up throwing this party, and there was this joke about. I guess they grew up when they were teenagers. They had always dreamed about uh, going to see, or they were supposed to go see Papa Roach live. I think in concert because you know they're our age. <laughs> so, right. um, to which Papa Roach was uh, popular then, and they uh, they ended up. So the DJ ends up, of course, playing that song, and so they like rock out to it because reliving old times. So basically, so Jennifer only has forty-eight hours, and then their ship comes back, and she has to leave. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, you know, this movie as much as it's about friendship, it's about it's about grief and trying to get over the loss of your best friend, but also trying to relive. Um, relive memories and uh, in and how we deal, you know, talks about how we deal with the loss, how we remember the good things, and 
how we there may you know the negatives we have really aren't that bad when you look at you know the positive you know memories and the uh, bond the two people had it's i mean it's not like it's a debbie downer movie but there is you know there is some there's a lot of heart and there's a lot of fun it's got some good humor it you know if you've got the time i recommend it i think it's a fun movie i thought both actresses did a great job um it's a small independent film but it it really kind of speaks to friendship and loss and you know how do we move on from that so but i really dug it so it's on hulu again it's an hour 23 minutes so it's it's a it's fairly brief but it's well done and i thoroughly enjoyed it and we'll watch anything again we'll watch anything jillian bills and natalie morales has really impressed me with her last few films um, she's done a lot of tv work as well um like i said we talked i talked about love languages she played uh, lucy santo domingo if you watched parks and rec um she was in battle of the sexes girls she does a lot of voice work um she plays Lois Lane on the new Harley Quinn series. Uh, she was in an episode of the Morning Show. She was in season three of Dead to Me as Michelle Gutierrez. Um, does voices in the new Rugrats show, so as well as Silver Opposites. Yeah, so. she wasn't. She played uh, Detective Jamie Estrada in the Little Things that we discussed on our show. So, just a lot of different. Oh, she's got a huge. She's been around for a while. So, but that's all I've got for that. Uh, Patrick, where are you on The Last of Us? I didn't watch last night. So I've, I watched at least the first three episodes. So you finally saw the third episode? Mm-hmm. I did. Pretty, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was cool that they, they, you know, they started off with Ellie and Joel, but then they deviated to show backstory mm-hmm. of some things that happened. So I thought it was good. Like that, I don't think that was included in the game. From what no, I it wasn't. Like you, you meet uh, Bill's character, but you don't. You know, you know of they, 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 they briefly discuss uh, his partner, but they don't show it. So it was good to actually see it. Yeah, and um, it was sad. <laughs> it was, but it was so well done. The yes, acting was. was amazing. It yes. was, uh yeah, it was heartbreaking, but it was amazing. Just an amazing episode. Like they practically made a movie in the series. <laughs> I mean, a little short. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Very well done, though. Um. All right. Uh, coming to theaters this week, we have Magic Mike's Last Dance. I know you'll be first in line for that. Um, sure. Considering <laughs> so, I don't think you may, may be surprised to know I had, haven't watched the other two. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I, I just. Down. Yeah, I just never. Uh, I just never was interested, so I don't know if I'll Same. check yeah. this or not. <clears throat> I haven't watched the other two either. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Price for mean, everybody, huh? I mean, some Hayek's in it, so that might be enough to yeah. give me a watch. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, according to IMDb, also coming out, uh, it's a movie called Seriously Red. This is actually a British movie. A realtor pursues a new career as a Dolly in part as a Dolly Parton impersonator. Wow. Dolly Parton impersonator. Uh, it's set to come out this Friday. Directed by, written by Crew. 
K-R-E-W, Boylan, directed by Gracie Otto, starring Crew Boylan as Red, Daniel Weber as Kenny, as you can imagine, a Kenny Rogers impersonator. (laughs) Uh, Rose Byrne is also in it. Bobby kind of always in it. Uh, It looks cute. if uh, If it does come out, I might go see that. It is a, I mean, it's a bunch of Brits that are in it. Uh, so it was good. I watched the trailer and uh, yeah, that's like, if it comes out, I would definitely watch that. And then uh, also coming out movie called she came from the woods. In 1987, a group of counselors accidentally unleash a decades old evil on the last night of summer camp. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, written and directed by Eric Bloomquist, starring Cara Buono, Claire Foley, Spencer List, William Sadler, and Michael Park, and others. It looks like a kind of like an, a little homage to '80s horror movies, with uh, with a little bit of comedy sprinkled in. So, and we, that's it, my dude. So, um, <clears throat> so remember, I watched. I didn't talk about it, but I watched House Party. There's another oh. remake coming out later this year. Oh no! May nineteenth, there will be a remake of White Men Can't Jump. Stop. Serious, and it'll be the same director of House Party directing this. Um, I haven't watched the trailer. Uh, there was like a clip. Online, I was like, no, no, that's got to be a joke. But apparently it's a real thing. So, yeah, just just put that out there. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I saw, so you may find this hard to believe, but House Party will be coming to Redbox on Valentine's Day. Oh, perfect. If you want to break up with your partner, that's a good movie to watch. There you go. <laughs> but no. Uh, but, but yeah. I don't know. I might talk about that next week. There you go. And then uh, The Fablemans is... Uh, okay. The Fablemans will drop uh, at Redbox on, how, or on Valentine's. So I'll finally get a chance to see it then. But Lance Riddick is in White Man Can't Jump. Why? Uh, I mean, he was in Resident (laughs) Evil on Netflix, and (laughs) maybe he's just not making good decisions or owes somebody money. Oh my god! Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll, maybe maybe it'll be a decent remake. Because, but I mean, I I, like I said, I might talk about House Party next week. Just to, Mm. I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'll watch the original instead. It, uh, okay. Like I said, there's still only two house parties that count. <laughs> Maybe the yep, third, but after indeed. that, that's it. Uh, third is by the it. Th- by, by the third, you're talking about class act, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's basically goes house party one, house party two, and then class act, and then yeah. that's it. And then yeah. we're done. Yeah. I had oh, well. the <laughs> I had all three of those soundtracks too. By the way. Uh, oh, that's that's it. I mean, those are three good movies, though. But yep, I don't know, man. These remakes, which you know, of course, that doesn't take away from the originals that exist. But 
No, but if they're unnecessary too. I yeah. mean, I mean, you could probably make the movie, but not call it that. Yes. Still make the movie. <laughs> right. But make the yeah. Wish version. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Great value. Wish. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus. All right. Uh, and then next week we have the big one, or I guess technically it'll be the small one. Uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania (laughs) (laughs) will drop and uh, the Fathom event on Wednesday the 15th Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey so get ready for that and then also uh, drop it on the 15th uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur will drop on Disney Plus animated it looks super cute I think Grayson will love it if not I'll watch it by myself I don't even care but it looks super cute. I watched the trailer. The animation looks pretty cool. It's very colorful. But it yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yep, yep. So and then in two weeks we'll have cocaine bear and we have a ghost. So, yeah. Cocaine round bear. Round out the list of the movie. <laughs> yep, buddy. York's looking forward to both the Winnie the Pooh movie, which I don't know who he thinks he's gonna go see that with. And uh and Cocaine Bear, which we, we may take him to. I don't know. I may need to go see it first. So. Or his mom yeah. could go take him. Or his mom could go take him. But, but yep. So we're rounding out that week. Cool beans. All right. That's all I got, my friend. Same. That's all I got. All righty. Well, from both of us to all of you, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Watch some movies. If you're wanting to, if you have seen Missing and would like to watch Searching, you can find that on Hulu because I know we talked about it uh, either a week or two ago. And um, I noticed that it was on Hulu. So be sure to check that out. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.